you're listening to Going Places. I'm your host, Kara Orbell. I initially started this podcast to learn more about the ins and outs of travel. Eventually, I discovered there's so much more to a person than where they go. My goal is to learn more from people who are going places. I've interviewed community leaders, entrepreneurs, veterans, authors, and experts who tell fascinating stories and give amazing advice. Thanks for tuning in, and I can't wait to see where you go. Hi, everyone. This is Kara Orbell, your host of Going Places. And today I'm talking to Ava Wetrick. She's the host of Mentors Podcast, and she is my coworker at Young and Profiting, where we're both researchers. She is a technically a junior at Ball State University, and she's become a really good friend of mine the past couple of months. So thanks for being on my show. I have. Kara has been my rock through um, working at Young and Profiting. Don't get me wrong. It's a great place to work, but her and I tag team research documents, finalizing, and a bunch of other tasks all the time. So she's definitely my right-hand woman when it comes to research. Yeah, it's been really fun to get to know you and work with you the past couple. It's been since I think early November, late October. So it's been pretty quick, but I wanted to have you on the show to talk a little bit more about mentors, kind of go into um, your experiences with that. And then I have some fun questions too. So let's, yeah, what made you want to start mentors? Oh my gosh, I was actually really angry. So uh, <laughs> um, so one day I was driving in the, uh, this is the story I always love to tell. So I was driving in the car with my dad, seven hour car trip, right? We were going off to one of his speaking gigs, soon to be one of my first speaking gigs. I was unaware. He threw me up on the stage at one point and said, Ava, say something. And I just had to talk for a while just to, you know, improvise on, on the spot, but it was really fun. But I, either way, we're in this car, we're driving and we're listening to the radio and there was just something that came on. It was some celebrity gossip, maybe something that Kanye said, or maybe something that Taylor Swift did. And it just made me really angry and really frustrated. And um, I turned down the volume and I was like, dad, why do we care? It's not that they're bad people. It's not like I'm not, I don't care about their life as a person, but like, why does my generation care about this celebrity gossip and not the people that I've grown up with, right? Like I can look around the room and show you like, I grew up with Choose Five Guys. I grew up with Angela Duckworth. I grew up with Tim Ferriss, Tom Bilyeu, Naveen Jain, JT McCormick, right? Like all, uh, yeah, I already said Tim Ferriss. Jordan Peterson as well. Like all these fantastic, amazing people um, that have invested their lives into helping other people's lives. Like you, you get something out of it when you listen to them. And my dad was just like, oh, you know, what, you know, what are you going to do about that? <laughs> like kids aren't listening to, to these, you know, to these entrepreneurs and authors. So what, um, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, oh, well, I know exactly what I'm going to do about it. And over the course of a few months, I built up and made a podcast. So those are the people I sought out to interview. I just wanted to talk to people and I wanted them to become mentors of gen, of, of gen Z hence uh, mentors or mentor Z, right? Um, And it has brought me so much joy. Honestly, starting that podcast as a 16 year old has taken me so many places, um, even even to young and profiting. And that's how I honestly met you. It's just because I made a podcast at a very young age. Yeah. And you've even spoken at the UN, right? You've, you've had a pretty good speaking gig too. Yes, I did. I I've had, a, I've had a couple of, you know, smaller speaking gigs, um, around like my state, especially, um, if I'll go out of the, out of the, out of the state with my dad and we've done some fun things there, but yeah, the biggest event that I've ever had was, uh, in Geneva, Switzerland at the United Nations. I spoke on the topics of, um, education and entrepreneurship amongst youth, right. That's a good way wow. of summarizing it. 
and I got to meet the world. I was like the only American there and uh, I got to learn a lot about uh, the world around me and how young people were needed, um, especially young innovative people that wanted to change the world for the better. And that honestly just fueled my heart even more. Um, and it was, oh, it was just fantastic. I loved being out there. <laughs> That's awesome. So your dad is Don Wetrick. He's a pretty big entrepreneur himself. So do you think you got it from him? Do you think it runs in the family? Oh, you know, yes and no. So my, you, I've never come across a dad who pressured their 12 year old to get Twitter, right? Like my dad was really big in the <laughs> space, really big in the media, social media space. Um, and he over time built himself up to like run his own nonprofit, right? So I, I honestly, it didn't run in my family. I got to watch my family grow and do that, right? So not only was my dad at the time building a nonprofit, building a huge name for himself in the, um, it's not edutainment, it's like, you know, educate in the education space or the mm-hmm. self-help, early self-help space. So like the, yeah, the education space, my mom equally was going her own route to create, to become an entrepreneur. Um, at the time she built a clinic within her hospital. Um, by the way, my mom's a nurse practitioner. She works, you know, within the field of OBGYN. And she also saw a need for young women. They were afraid to come in and get the treatment that they needed to get simple things like birth control. Um, so she created a safe space, literally like a safe clinic for young women specifically to come in and get the help that they need and not feel judged or not feel nervous or scared. Um, and that it's exploded in its popularity within the hospital. So I got to definitely over time watch both of my parents you know, become entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. And that really just, you know, fueled my little heart. I don't know if I'll be an entrepreneur one day myself, but I definitely like to go, um, I like to definitely try to go my own way in terms of life, even though I'm going into college and that's a little bit of a cookie cutter move. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's true. Good story. That's awesome. I'm always curious because you have interviewed really amazing people. What is the best piece of advice you've gotten from your podcast? Oh my God. You know, there's a lot of things that stand out to me personally. Like I, I lost my, like, honestly, what encouraged me to keep reading a lot was Tom Bilyeu. Um, I was just, I was so nervous. Like that's what, that's almost my biggest guess. And I was, I was 16. Like well, this was one of my first interviews, mind you. I was intimidated. Wow. Um, <laughs> I got him on, but he, yeah. um, but I, I mentioned to him because I knew it was on his book list, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And I already took the time months beforehand to read it. Just, just out of my own uh, curiosity. And when we were talking, I finally started to relax and tell him a little bit about my life. You know, why, you know, why would anyone want to know? <laughs> but um, I mentioned that book and that I read it and he was blown away. He's like, you're 16 and, and you're reading that like deep level of philosophy. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I did that when I was that young, you know? And that made my heart like sing it may it filled me with so much um confidence and energy and a lot of times the greatest pieces of advice i get from my guests are the ones that stay with me right mm-hmm. there's been some guests in my life that truly have become my own personal mentors and that genuinely want to guide me through life and see where i go um and those people especially have come to me personally and just gave me insight pointed me in the right direction um and said hey we get it you can't see in the dark Cause that's what, that's what life is like when you're in college. And I'm going to bet when you're in your early twenties, um, but you don't know. And I'm stumbling around in the dark all the time. And they're the type of people that say, Hey, you know, sh- you know, walk further to the right, reach your hand out, you know, to the left of you, you know, mm-hmm. um, see, like find a wall. And that gives me so much, um, not confidence, but it, it makes me feel content because 
if those kind of people are telling me that I'm in the right direction, then I know that it's going to be something good. Right. So again, those people have stood up to me the most. They've given me the best advice just on my own personal life. And I could never thank them enough for it. (laughs) It, It's yeah, they're great people. I enjoy them a lot. That's amazing. I think that is one of the coolest things about you is you're very deep and you're very philosophical in that way. And it's fun to interact with you because we can talk about random like Gen Z stuff, but then we go into like these deep philosophical conversations as well. And I think those are the best kinds of conversations. So it's really fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's always like, I, I love my friends. Um, there's, I very, I very few friends my own age, but the friends that I do keep that are my age, they are like, I'll be like, hey, so let's just talk about like some concept, like some conceptual ideas about Christianity. And, and they'll be like, yeah, sure, let's go for it. And we'll just get into the most random topics or they'll be like, hey, like, let's take the, like, I just kind of want to talk about modern day feminism and what it truly means for <laughs> women. And my friends are like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have like, it's like sometimes they're arguments, sometimes we'll keep agreeing with each other and go off of it. But honestly, it's the company I keep. So I always enjoy those, those conversations and how people work and why they work. And I've, I've, I'm not going to like her. I love you a lot. And I've tried to prod you once or twice on your inner life and just to make sure things are, you know, top notch. And because it feels <laughs> like I care and I'm inherently curious. So I want to know the deeper meaning towards people, yeah. about people and how they work the way that they do. And I just care. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And I think that's a good thing to have. I'm trying to work on that. I'm pretty surface level, kind of my, the best way to describe me. And I've had a personality test was I was called woo, which means I love to meet people and I love to have the surface level. So I'm trying to dive deeper, but beyond the woo. And I think our friendship has helped a lot with that. (laughs) You know, yeah, you're looking, you're talking about the strengths finder test, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know exactly what that means. And you know what? It's great to be on that level. But it's going to take a little time to like deeply connect with certain people. And like, that's completely fine. I inherently do that. Like I can tell you a dozen and a half stories about me in middle school and high school. And I would sit down with a random person for 20 minutes during a lunch period. And I would know everything about their life after that lunch period. Right. And wow. I wouldn't. Know name. <laughs> and they would just walk away and they're like, I just told you about like my deep seated home issues. And <laughs> back in my deepest insecurities and I don't even know your name and I'm like well you know that's the point I'll see you next week um, <laughs> give me 60 bucks because I'm your resident therapist uh, <laughs> uh I don't know it just it just naturally happens for some people and for other people they're just like you know like, hey, you know what my heart is my heart and they just kind of keep it locked off which is completely fine I don't blame people for doing it I've tried to learn to become that being mm-hmm. vulnerable so many times like I do kind of gets me into trouble more than it helps sometimes Dang. Yeah. That's a great point. Cool. Openly vulnerable. Yeah. You're definitely wise for your words. So actually that is my question. I'm going to, I wrote a question down, but I'm going to tweak it. So what is your best advice for Gen Z right now? If you were to like meet someone on the street and just give them a random piece of advice. Oh God. I mean, I usually, I'll usually like my two, I have like, I have one spiel right now about workaholism. And I think I've talked to you a lot about it just in private. I yeah. have, I have, because you and I, care. I love you. I love you. But we're both workaholics. It's bad. Yes. <laughs> it's bad. So usually I come across like a Gen Zer like that and they want to hustle, grind, bro, entrepreneur, fire emoji, fire emoji, rocket ship, rocket ship, 100, 100. I usually <laughs> tell them to calm down. Yeah. And listen, like, you don't have to be this and you don't have to do this. And I, just know that you can work, but you need to be content in your work. 
um, and you need to find a place where you can come down and be secure in your work. Because there was a time in my life where I was genuinely upset if I didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Every day wasn't enough. So I would always feel bad and feel guilty and think I was a bad person just off the basis of I didn't work enough. I didn't hustle enough. Right. And that has, that damages you over time. That has a bad effect over time. So workaholism isn't something to be glorified. It's something to genuinely look at and say, Hey, this is bad. And I need to find not balance, but I need to be content with myself. So it's been, it's taken me a few months to go, Hey, this is enough for today. I want to spend time with my dog. This is enough today. I want to calm down and read a book. This is enough for today. I want to take a walk and spend time with my family because that will allow for so much better, so many better things in your life. That, and I've been reading a book called Tuesdays with Maury. It's a really infamous book, um, especially with people. I don't know. It's just, a lot of people know about that book. And he has this great note recently where he was saying like, you know, hey, if you understood death, if you understood how to live and how to die, you wouldn't be as ambitious as you were. And he was in Maury, this old professor was talking to a student who was kind of a hotshot. Like he was actually in the journalism industry and he was, you know, pretty, he was getting really popular and he was no, being known for all these things and he's doing all of all of this work. And that, that shook him to his core um, because he was like, I'm so afraid of not being that ambitious because if I don't have my work, then what am I, right? But mm-hmm. understanding life as a whole there's just more to it than that, I think. And I think that workaholism is just a symptom of us disconnecting with the reality of that and always chasing something that we could obtain. Yeah. And if we do, that's great. But it's also important to understand, like, I'm content and this is okay because everything's going to pass in life. The work that you do is going to pass. I love working for young and profiting, but I don't remember every document that I've done in the past two weeks. Right. I remember spending time with my dog, spending time with my friends, reading the books that I love, you know, like stuff like that. <laughs> so that's a big part of my advice for Gen Z. That and just learn, have fun with it. You know, the pandemic stuff is stupid. So you might as well pick up a new skill. You might as well learn something new. You might as well, if, if, if the college online learning sucks, you might as well like go outside and try to do something else. You're like, Hey, like I got all of my classwork done for the entire week on Monday and Tuesday. Why not go to a park and start recording all the flowers that I see? I don't know. Just like anything else. That's a big, yeah. That's just me being silly, but yeah. that's (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Actually that was one of my questions. What is the hobby you picked up during the pandemic? Oh gosh. Um, walking my dog's weight loss journey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome that's a big one my dog's way my dog she is seven she was originally 17.8 pounds um at when I got home um that so I got home like in late November mm-hmm. and it's and it's mid to late December right now and now she is at just 17 pounds other like another day she was 16.8 pounds I was really excited um, so I wanted to make sure she loses weight because I wanted her to be healthy and so she can live a long, happy life. Um, she's a Jack Russell Terry and she's the wrong of her litter. She's a little, she's a little chubbier than she should be. That's why I wanted her to, for context. Um, more reading, love it. And then also calming down. That's like the biggest thing I've learned. I was such a little rat racing, whatever, until like the pandemic hit and I was doing a lot of work. But now like in the most recent months, I've actually like stepped away and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I want to go spend time with people, right? 
or it's like it's just it's just things like that so honestly I've honestly just I've just spent time with people and it's very nice I did not do that my first semester ever I was always working all the time so I took the, the I took this semester to be like hey let's just go oh I, I rock climbing I also not during the pandemic but just rock climbing something I enjoy and yeah and then just more reading and deeper like just more philosophy stuff that's another thing I'm going to be picking up a lot more soon fun stuff <laughs> deep stuff that's good. I love that you're living vicariously through your dog. I think that's really important. <laughs> lost weight alongside of my dog, which is very oh. nice. Yes. I take many walks and my stomach hates it. My, uh, my stomach hates the rest of my body. So college food really sucked. And just being home, I like lost eight pounds because I wasn't eating college food. College food is very bad. Just sugar and just salt. That's all. <laughs> yeah. College is tough, man. It's, it's an interesting ride. And I feel like no one really talks about how like destroyed your body gets from when you get home <laughs> thanks they're just like oh it's the alcohol and the partying and the lack of sleep and I'm like no it's just the fact that I ate eight mac and cheese cups for the past two days that's bad like and they're, and they're, I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm not rambunctious I just I just just too many ramen noodles and too many mac and cheese cups and not enough, I don't know, like an actual cucumber. I don't know. An apple. <laughs> God, I know. I haven't had an apple in months because like when I'm home, I eat like three, two, three apples a day just mm-hmm. because I like apples. And so it's been so nice to like eat my apples in peace. Good. Know, have them in like wrapping paper. It was just weird in college. They wrapped yeah. individually, like saran wrapped. Maybe I'm yeah, it's, it's a weird time. Okay. So I'm pretty goal oriented. I feel like because you're deep, you might be so it's like a weird some people love goals some people hate them some people only like smart goals so what are your goals for 2021 and like what are your goals for your future yeah god I don't even know (laughs) so (laughs) some people ask some people okay so when I was very little um a lot of people ask what do you want to be when you grow up right um and the only response I could ever give them was happy I just want to be happy when I grow up I want to be content with my life and my surroundings and I want to feel fulfilled. That was it. Like from middle school up until now, that's what, that's always been my answer. So like what's going to happen in the next six months, I have no idea. But what I do know is there are some certain things that I want in the moment. Um, and I am a big, and I do, and I am like a big goal setter in my own way. Like check boxes are my favorite thing ever. I love checking off the boxes. It makes me feel so good. Um, so like, boxes I do want to check off is again, like I, I, I really enjoy reading and I don't give myself enough time to do it. So I want to read more and I want to understand the world more. I've read a lot of, again, I love the industry that I'm in, but I have spent a lot of my time listening to the how to better your life, self-help gurus, hustle, grind, more productive, more, right. The typical, the t- that typical industry. So I def- I definitely want to take the time to uh, deeply understand more about philosophy, maybe some more about religion and like the blend of Buddhism and Christianity. I definitely want to like read, I'm going to be reading a lot about neuroscience. I know that for a fact. So like, yeah, those are the things that I want to get into. And then like, I'm going to be, like, well, yeah, I'm going to be really close to graduating by the end of next year. I'll basically have like one more semester. So I'm hoping to you know, graduate early and have that be successful. Um, I'm have a big goal by the end of my college career to interview David Letterman. That's just kind of something I keep to myself, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a goal that I have. So it hasn't happened yet. Don't congratulate me, but um, 
that's something I really want to do. He's an alumni at Ball State. That's where I attend. So I really want the opportunity to interview him. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I really want to do it. And we, when I usually really want to do something, it gets done somehow. So I'll figure it out. And yeah. then uh, what else? And again, like I, I also just want to take care of my myself, right? Like any good, like any person would. So just eating healthy, going to the doctors, figuring out my own microbiome and figuring out my own dietary restrictions and needs. And I really want that to be the year for that. And what else do I really, what else are some of my goals for 2021? Oh, and then more about podcasting. I have, and I'll say this, I'll say this, it doesn't, I love LinkedIn, but I have fallen off of LinkedIn once again. (laughs) So in a very vulnerable moment, like it's really tough to fall off a media platform and try to get back on it. A lot of people would just say, oh, just post a video, just, you know, and I could definitely just post a video, but um, there's a lot I have to do before and after that. So I genuinely want to get back on, you know, that media platform. And I genuinely want to be producing more of my podcast content because I haven't been able to, especially from this year, um, 18 credit hours does do something to you. Um, and I just, and I also have some other goals for my personal podcast in the year of 2021. And I really hope that this will be the year that I somehow, (laughs) I'll leave that vague, somehow launch off and become a lot bigger than I am currently. Cool. (laughs) Goals. Are you okay? This was, I just did an episode where I talked about my own goals and whenever I have a goal, I kind of hoard it and I don't tell anyone about it. And I'm like, if I tell people like it won't happen or like, if I, if I verbalize it or write it down it's not going to happen, like I need to keep it with me. Are you one of those people or do you like write everything down? God, that's so much smarter though. That's actually what I want to be. Like, I'm not (laughs) like, I want to be a goal hoarder and not a goal sayer. Because literally there's like, there's, there's psychological studies that tell people like, if you say to everyone, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and then they congratulate you and whatnot. And they say, oh, that's a great goal to have. You technically already feel like you've done that thing. Right. So I genuinely have kind of stopped telling a lot of people my goals. Um, because if the psychology says, right, then I got to find a way to get around that. (laughs) And one of my one of my friends taught me that lesson, especially he said that he celebrated a lot of small victories alone so that he could celebrate the bigger ones together. And I liked that philosophy a lot. And I was like, man, that's kind of what I want to do. Like, I don't really want to tell a lot of people what I want. I want to show them that I've done it. Um, so I like, I like honestly your mentality more than I liked my own original one, which was get really excited and tell everyone all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but for the sake of this interview and for the sake of my own understanding of what I wanted, I just kind of wanted to spiel about and say, yeah, what do I want this year? So those were kind of off the top of my head. <laughs> I like those. You have good goals. I can't wait to see what, where you go and what happens. And I'm excited to see you back on LinkedIn. <laughs> I know it's so tough. To get to I know it's tough though. Yeah. Maybe I can, with college consent, make some like, I'm a part of Young and Profiting. Hi, how you doing? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, (laughs) figure it out. Okay. So my last question always relates to travel because going places was originally a travel podcast, but I can't spoil my actual last question because it's a really good one and I don't want to wait because we're going to do a longer interview another day and we're going to figure it out. But I had a good question relating to COVID. So after COVID is over, where's the first place you're going to go? Oh God. Okay. I think one of my friends wants to go to Italy and I think another one of my friends wants to go to Spain and I think another one of my friends. Yeah. 
yeah so like those are two places that my friends are oh someone said one of my other friends was like i want to go to ireland who wants to come with me so like maybe those places that would be really cool i could be a very big girl and do some big girl traveling on my own or i could just travel somewhere with my family my family travels a lot so um we'll probably be in some state somewhere doing something fun i'm a big fan of magi quest and wizard quest so if we go somewhere that has one of those kind of places and I get to pretend that I'm a wizard for two and a half hours, I am very content with myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And swimming and all the fun things. I enjoy swimming in creeks also. So any cool park that has a cool creek that I can be in and swim in, I do like that. I like, I do like to do that a lot. That's great. Well, if you ever need a travel buddy, I'm always here. Just call me up. (laughs) I would love to have you as a travel buddy. I planned to, I planned to at least do one road trip with you. I plan to at least try to I think it'd be very fun. Yeah. We need a camping trip too. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> Trips are scary sometimes, but for you, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for our mini episode. I'm so glad I had you on and I'm glad we got, we got a little bit deep. It was a good conversation. You know, I thought that was very nice. I enjoyed your questions. I, I really did. You allowed me to just be myself and that's all that that's all that any interviewee can uh, ask of their interviewer right Good. so you did a fantastic job and thank you so much for having me on it was a blast. <laughs> thanks Ava that was my conversation with Ava Wetrick again she is so wise for her years it's been really fun to talk to her and it's been really fun to work with her as well so we really clicked and I'm so excited to have her as a coworker, and I'm excited to have her on again on going places I really want to dive deeper into kind of the philosophical side of everything so she will definitely be paying another visit on my podcast again thanks for tuning into going places and I can't wait to see where you go I hope you're doing well Thank you. Bye.